What happens when you always knew you wanted to be everything God wanted you to be? Welcome to the call. Joining us today is Amber Sweet Sterner, an actress, wife, mother, the owner of Rising Action Studios. And at this studio, Amber and her husband, Justin Sterner, train and mentor young entertainers while also teaching them how to build strong relationships with Christ. Amber has recently had roles in the movies Running the Bases and Life Mark, but she says her most important role is that of a child of God. And be sure to stay to the end of the interview for a word of encouragement. Thank you for joining me on the call. Thank you for having me, Nancy. I'm so excited. It's so great to see you. Where are you right now? Tell me. I am at our studio, Rising Action Studios. It's in Cumming, Georgia. So we've got a couple. Justin put up some posters. Wonderful. Uh, and it's just a great, great little space at a church for us. So what are you doing over there in that studio? Well, first, our favorite thing to do is we have a youth group for creatives. Uh, so that is probably the most um exciting thing that we do but if you well you can see only a little bit right right here we put self-tapes you know we put students on self-tapes including adults but we mainly focus on young actors and so any audition they come in they send us the script we put them on camera we try to pray for them and disciple them along the way and other than that we have classes in here so we also have like a you can't see it because i'm on zoom but we've got a cute little area where our students can sit and we teach emotional prep class and we also teach an audition prep class so most of what we do here is just everything justin and i wish we had had or wish we still had that's what we're teaching at this location you're living the dream we really are it's it's definitely what God has called us to do. And we're just trying to sink into that. Yeah. It's not easy starting a business, but we really wanted a faith-based Christian studio where people knew walking through the doors, like we're going to talk about God. Yeah. We're going to try to keep him center. And because we need that, I feel like if I had had that as a teenager, you know, I mean, God provided discipleship for me, but I'm trying to to do that for younger students as well. Wonderful. Well, so now my audience would like to know just a little bit about you. So can you tell them, you know, how you got into acting, your whole background? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So I actually started uh, singing in church with my dad uh, and my mom, you know, grew up dancing. And so I got plugged in at at church with just various. We had like a Christmas show and it was really fun. So I started off mainly as a singer. And then in middle school, I saw uh, auditions for Cinderella. And my dad was like, I know you do soccer and you're, you only do this at church, you know, singing, but why don't you give it a shot? So I was like, okay, mom and dad, I'm going to do it. So I auditioned for Cinderella, just got a little chorus part and uh, loved it. It was terrifying for me, to be honest. Uh, But I try to do things I'm really afraid of. Uh, So I can try to be courageous and trust God. And uh, so I did that in middle school. Went to high school, continued to just do the musicals. I, I was not an actress. I was a singer who happened to do musicals. That's how I labeled myself, <laughs> which is silly, right? Uh, and then my my teacher, Miss Elisa Baker, I was going to give it up after high school. I thought I should be practical. I'm a very practical person. Like I love to dream, but I'm also, you know, I, I wanted to make my parents proud. And I thought I should do something a little more um 
and control, which is also funny. And Mrs. Baker said, Hey, let me talk to your parents. I feel like they'll be supportive. I'd like you to just audition at East Carolina University. So I went home, told my parents, and they said, Oh, it does scare us a little bit. But if God opens this door, I think we should walk through it. And I said, Okay. So I went, I auditioned at ECU. I got into the musical theater program. And then God did something amazing where one of my professors leaned in to my fear and said in an acting class for theater and said, Amber, I really think you're afraid of acting. And I think this is something that that you really should pursue without singing. And singing was a way that I felt like, you know, it's kind of obvious if you're a singer or you're a bad singer. And I was in control of that. So acting felt very nerve wracking to me to not have the dancing and the costumes and all this stuff to like hide behind a little bit. So I auditioned for Meisner, the acting program. Uh, I didn't get in the first time and it was heartbreaking. Um, but I, I tried to just listen to my professor and I wasn't, you know, a strong believer at the time. So I leaned into a lot of other people's opinions more than the Lord. Uh, but I took another shot at it. I got in the next year and they had a film program your final semester. And it was the most amazing experience. I remember being like, how have I done theater my whole life? And film is just so much more intimate and uh, and real to me. For me, I love theater. My husband is extraordinary at theater. But I kind of felt like having a camera right here means I didn't have to push as much and I could just try to to be in the moment. And it felt exciting. And so I did that my senior year. I did my first movie musical uh, through the campus. And then God took me to Cedar Point Amusement Park on a singing contract. And after that, uh, it's such a long story, but the biggest part of my testimony happened at Cedar Point. My voice blew out after my rock and roll show and kind of everything came crashing down because I wasn't walking with Jesus. And so when my voice gave out, my whole identity just crumbled. And I had a bad relationship at the time that started crumbling, you know, on a contract, you're nine months with these amazing people. And then so-and-so is going on a cruise ship. I'm over here, you know, trying to get on a cruise ship, but my voice blows out. And so my aunt, my dad's sister, she said, why don't you come down to Atlanta, stay in my basement, and let me introduce you to some women I know that are Christians in the film industry. And I was like, that's crazy. I didn't know that existed. (laughs) And she said, why don't you just try? So I put on this worship song, um, I'll Come to the Altar, and from Elevation Worship, and God completely just welcomed me back home and said, I, I literally remember, Nancy, Um, sitting outside Cedar Point and like seeing the Ferris wheel and feeling him say, I don't care about the partying. I don't care who you dated. Um, Just come back to me. And I was like, okay. So I packed my bags. I moved to Atlanta. I started working at a studio that I self-taped at and I met Justin a week later. Wow. That changed everything. Everything. That is an amazing story. It's a lot. I know it's long. So sorry about that. <laughs> it wasn't long. Actually, I was very intrigued. It was very, um, very, very good. 
And, um, you know, it's good for my audience to know who you are in the Christian acting field. You know, that's a whole dynamic that I don't know if Christians really know is, is there, you know, yeah. there, I think they're so keeping their eyes on the secular world and looking who's the biggest star, right. um, you know, that they're not looking at, you know, the, the wonderful Christian hearts that are portraying the acting parts like you and your husband are doing. Um, mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Um, so you recently just had a baby. Yes, ma'am. Evangeline. Mm -hmm. And we're going to show a little quick little picture of her there. And, and she, it, she's adorable and, and, and tell us a little bit about her and what, what, how did it happen? Were you filming when you were pregnant? What, what, you know, what was happening? Oh my goodness. Nancy Evangeline is, uh, just the greatest joy to me outside of God and Justin, she is, I mean, you know, as a mom, it, people said, it's like your heart is outside of you. And sometimes when she smiles at me, I just, I, I don't even know how to contain how much I just love her. I just kiss all over her cheeks. She's so, she's so precious. And I was asking God the other day, I was like, how would I even describe her to somebody? I would say pleasant, content, joyful, silly. She, she scrunches her noses like her nose a lot and just smiles. And that makes me so happy. She reminds me of all the best parts of Justin, um, which is so beautiful. So that's what she's like. Uh, her name, we got discipleship on the Kendrick brother movie and it was amazing. And Stephen Kendrick actually encouraged us. You know, he was like, whenever you guys are praying, you know, we were praying for, for Justin and I to get pregnant. Before we even got on their set, they send this amazing like questionnaire about what can we be praying for. And Justin and I were praying for a child. And so pretty much the whole movie process, everyone's praying alongside of us. And he said, whenever you go to name your baby, you know, think about like in the gospels, like what, what you're proclaiming over her and just what you want to pray for, for him or her. You know, we didn't know what we would have first. And so Evangeline, her name, uh, means, you know, to spread the good news, to share it in this generation. That's my biggest hope for her is to, um, her middle name is, is Ray. And that means little lamb. So my prayer for her is to be very, uh, unafraid to share the gospel, but to do it in a humble, kind way, you know? And so that's why we named her that. And Evie means life, which is just perfect. That's her nickname. And we got pregnant when Justin was actually right before Justin went on set. It was our first set that we weren't on together. So I got pregnant. I didn't know it at the time. He goes on this movie called Camp Hideout. And I was just, I was hungry all the time. I was so happy. And I go to visit him uh, in, I guess it was in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. I go to visit him. We are watching some of our producer from a different movie, their dogs and their house. We were house sitting for them. And I'm going to teach my students kind of how I'm sitting with you. And these two dogs pop up on my lap. And I was like, oh, now I just need a baby. Oh. And I didn't know I was pregnant. And there's a video of it. It's amazing. Oh. And so God brought us Evie then. And it was a very great time for him to to bring her to me because my dad ended up passing away a month later. Oh. And so I got to both grieve and have the greatest joy at the same time. And to dive into that spiritually with the Lord uh, was very sharpening. And it still is, to be honest, to have a baby and a grieve dad at the same time. 
but she's she means a lot to us. She comes to the studio. She's in down the hall in my office <laughs> right now with her dad. So that's, that's what wonderful. I like to have her. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So let's talk about your walk with Jesus. And we talked a little bit about it before, mm-hmm. but were you always a believer? I mean, did you grow up like this? You know, what happened? And I know you said you turned away for a little bit, and mm-hmm. but you know, how, ha- how has he affected your life overall? Oh, great. Great question. I love talking about Jesus, uh, especially when he changes you. You know, you. I did grow up in a Christian home. My parents, you know, I still say are because it feels like dad is still here, but grew up with an amazing set of parents. And, but it wasn't my own. We went through a lot of hardship in terms of some sickness, uh, in our family and some deaths and stuff in my teen years. And so my walk got very shaky and I started questioning a lot and wondering, you know, how could God allow this? And, you know, my parents went through a really hard season because my brother was in a coma sick in Georgia and my mom's watching me and my other brother in Asheville. So it was just like a, you know, splitting the household does affect, you know, even if my parents, you know, they stayed together, but there was just so much struggle going on in the middle of high school, you know, Mm. just such a hard time. And when my parents weren't quite as strong for me, which sounds very selfish, but that's where I was at. I noticed myself uh, kind of putting the hat on my parents of God, instead of putting God in his proper place. So when my parents weren't kind of meeting the demands of my heart, then I just didn't really see the Lord in very many places because it was such a hard time. And so when I went to college and, you know, you're surrounded by a secular environment, that's why community is so important that I'm learning. And I didn't know that. So I I immerse myself in this theater culture and we all know what that's like without God. It's, it's dark world. It is very competitive. And, Mm -hmm. and I got caught in that. I was insecure. I wanted a lot of guys attention because I was missing my dad was with my brother so much. And, you know, any kind of relationship with your parent, especially your dad as a female, you know, get it gets a little warped. Then you start looking for in the wrong places. Um, And so I dated a lot of non-Christians and that was also challenging. And I don't know why I did that, but I did and kind of tried to get plugged in every now and then at RUF, you know, at, at college. And I just felt like the people, I felt like there was two sides of the spectrum. If I'm being honest in college, there was the really, really pure Christian person that just always did the right thing. And then there was the non-Christian. I didn't know anyone who had made the kind of bad decisions I did, yeah. but didn't had a walk with the Lord. Yeah. And so, uh, God, when, you know, earlier, like I told you, when he called me back at Cedar point and I felt him say, like, you've asked for forgiveness, let it go. Yeah. So not feeling any shame. And then coming here to Atlanta and being with my aunt and watching her and also hearing from your aunt for the first time too. Like, I don't have a perfect past hearing from older women that they weren't always squeaky clean. That's not what God's after. It's actually normally the opposite of who God uses a lot. Not that he can't use people who are incredible at staying pure and self-disciplined and all that, but that he can use me too. Mm -hmm. And that when students come to me and they 
are partying or honestly drinking or doing drugs or whatever their thing may be that hopefully I can help that walking with him looks so different now because he really welcomed me home after a lot of bad decisions. Mm. And, and so did my husband. So that's also really beautiful is, you know, he has a similar past that he can share (laughs) at a different time, but, but I am really, really grateful that I married someone who also washed the slate clean for me too, you know? And and Amber, I, I have to ask you, what is your passion? Because it's probably going to make me cry. My passion is youth and my generation. My my sin would say nervous. What God wants for me is to be diligent and trust him to have a revival for my generation. Mm. I am so passionate about trying to stay in the word. I get so distracted myself with my phone and the demands of uh, the world. Yeah. That I just really, really hope through our studio, through hopefully speaking one day, I really would love to speak on stage about the Lord and, and tell people that there's hope. Mm-hmm. And this generation needs a lot of help. It really does. I need a lot of help. And the mental health stuff is really concerning me. Yes. But like I said, my flesh side is like, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm concerned. And then God's mm-hmm. like, Hey, lean on me and trust that I'm calling you out. Even mm-hmm. if you're afraid, even if you're nervous, I've got these people. And so hopefully I can just be a space to say me too. Yeah. And help our youth. Yeah. You know, it brings to mind in New Jersey. I don't know if you heard about this, but it was all over the news. A girl had committed suicide. Did you hear about that? That she goes bullied in school and they literally showed boys kicking this girl at the lockers. She, she was getting kicked and and she just, she couldn't cope. And you know, my husband was telling me a, a couple of days previous, um, she had like saved neighbors or something. I don't know. She did something like that. And so here she is saving like neighbor's kids, you know, here she is saving neighbor's kids. And and this happens to her. And so what you're doing is so important for this generation that's coming up that don't know who Jesus is because the parents aren't hooking them into Jesus and not showing them who he is in their life and his love that he has for them. So I, I know it's so sad. You know, what do you think about all that? Well, thank you for what you said. I'm I'm so honored that God has picked me to do what I do. And I think what I, kids get very afraid from my experience. My students seem to be so afraid to tell their parents anything. And we've got great parents. We're, we're friends with a lot of these students' parents. And we're like, if they can't tell so-and-so what's going on. And I just think Satan has really found his way to isolate us. And, you know, whenever I've had my, my darkest times, it's because it's not even, you know, um, when, when people commit suicide, sometimes I think what's happening is they just are so overwhelmed. They don't know if they can go on with all the weight of the overwhelm. Yeah. So my hope is to create spaces where people can just, um, feel safe but also play first so that they can open their heart to, to feel like they can share the the dark stuff and walk alongside. I think even marriage, 
you know, a lot of students are like you and Justin, I mean, we struggle. I mean, we're only five years in and we, we have our struggles, but they're like, I just didn't know people were like actually in love. You know, I didn't know people. And I'm like, Hey, this is hard work. Yeah. And I think a lot of times these students don't, don't know how, how to even do the hard work. They need some practical advice along with the spiritual. What yeah. can I do? What, how do I overcome this? <laughs> it's yeah. hard because you're like, you got to get in your word, but unless they're walking alongside someone, I don't know if they know how. That's the thing. That's you the know? thing with the parents. Like, you know, maybe they're not just taking that time. Maybe they don't have the time and, but they have to make the time. This is why God gives you children mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives it as a gift. <laughs> yes. I didn't realize that, you know, I was reading in a little book the other day, I was giving one of my nieces, it's a little, it's called uh, big theology for little hearts. And it had a page that said, be fruitful on it and, and explaining creation in, an, in a tiny form. But it actually spoke to me because it said, be fruitful and explained it in her book so that you may have children that will come to worship me. And I look at Evangeline and I'm just like, God, I, I, I honestly, it makes, you know, I get emotional all the time. That's what God's done to me. But I, I just went by her crib and I prayed and I was like, oh God, please, please save her. I know she's in our home and I got to trust that what Justin and I are sharing, she will, hopefully we will bring her up in the way she should go. Yes. Because I know my parents, when I, when I went away from my faith for a season, they did not give up on me. They kept praying for me mm-hmm. and they kept, you know, fighting for me in every realm, even, even with the faith-based movies, you know, we were doing secular films and my parents were praying, Oh God, please let them work with this person and this person and this person. And so far we've worked with two out of those three people. That's and wonderful. That's crazy. It's, it's amazing how God, a parent's prayer. Mm-hmm. So okay. Good. So, so you got to tell the three now that you said that. Yeah, maybe people can pray for the third one to see if yes. God will, he'll probably do that. Um, the first one was when I was 15, my dad put on fireproof for our family on Friday night movie night. Love that movie. It's so good, but it goes with the topic we were just talking about. Yes. We had never talked about pornography in our family. And honestly, I think parents feel awkward. So dad puts in fireproof and little did we know the Kendrick brothers unafraid to go through some of these topics that are so terrifying, you know, with Kurt Cameron, uh, that was the first movie that my, my dad sat down and said, I just want you to work with the Kendrick brothers and Kurt Cameron so deeply. And then my dad said, and Candace Cameron Bure, he said, that would be so cool if you could get discipleship from a woman like that. And so Justin and I did, did life mark right there. And uh, Mia, a, a day player role, and then Justin, one of the leads in that one. So we got to be on set for five weeks uh, with the Kendrick brothers and Kurt Cameron, which is so wild because yeah. he did Fireproof. And and that was what my, my dad had prayed. So 10 years later, here we are. And then uh, Candace Cameron Bure, where I hope I get to connect with her one day. I'm so proud of what she's doing. And, yeah. you know, Kirk's mom came on set, so I got to share what her kids had done for me. And she was asking me about kids, like leaned over and said, so what are you and Justin going to have kids? And so it's just really cool to see how God's weaving and working and that I got put on set for a couple of lines in that movie, you know, and you think it, no part is too small because God did something so big. Yeah. 
brought me there to mainly be a support system for Justin and to, to get discipleship for five weeks without the pressure, you know, it was great. (laughs) You can't ask for better. (laughs) I know I was really blessed. So, so that's, that's exciting. And that's what, that's what God did there. So, yeah, I heard the Kendrick brothers every, uh, time they're going to do the shoot in the morning, they pray for everybody, right? They're, they're, they're praying. So that's wonderful. You're, you're so covered in prayer by them and everything that they're doing. I, I just love their movies. I, I, I love them. Um, so tell me about the role you most favoritely played. Like what was your favorite role? Oh my goodness. It's one that hasn't come out yet, Nancy. Uh, so I hope it does. Uh, so I won't share too much, but I would say my favorite has been, it's a part called Mary and the battle, what's called Love and Courage, the Battle of Bushy Run. It started as Battle of Bushy Run and now they've added that Love and Courage part, which is so cool. It's a period piece film based on true events. You know, I got to do a little bit of an accent. I got to wear, you know, the the beautiful outfit and get my hair done. I looked so much like my mama, my my grandma, that we call mama. It was so awesome. And a very dramatic piece. She starts out very loving, very sweet, you know, in her, her little colony of people. And then it gets, it's a battle, you know, so there was war and uh, it's very, very dramatic. And I love, I love to do dramatic period pieces. So that's what I would say is my favorite. And I, I really hope it, it finds its roots somewhere so people can see it. What verse has sustained you? What's sustaining me right now is in Galatians 6. And it talks about, you know, in the message version, that's what I'm working through this year is the message version of the Bible. It talks about sinking ourselves in to first our identity in Christ and then the work he has set out for us to do. And so I've been really praying, okay, God, I want to teach and I want to do these movies, but show me the order of how to to preach it to myself first and him disciple me so I can disciple others. And I think what's been happening is (laughs) even for me, the teeter tottering of if I don't get that identity right first of who I am in God and I go out and I audition, I don't get the part, then I'm just off my rocker and I'm making it about me and I'm not, you know, focusing on that I'm a daughter of Christ first. So that's sustaining me right now because I can't lie, Nancy. It's so hard as a female actress. Sometimes it's, it's very uh, hard to be other people focused. I think it's a discipline that God, when I'm focused on him, then I can pour out of the overflow. But if I'm not connecting with him, I'm grasping and wanting to prove myself or, you know, so it's really helpful to be a teacher when I'm wanting to, to expand in, in the film industry, because I'm repeating as a teacher, the truth over and over again. Yeah. You now. And so Galatians six is really sustaining me and honestly sharpening me because I haven't figured it out, obviously fully yet, but hopefully I'll get there <laughs> one day. Wonderful. Now, where can people find you if they need to, to see more about you? Yes. Um, well, they can find me on my Instagram, Amber Sweet Sterner. That's my favorite platform to, it's kind of like a public journal, you know, not everything, but I love to write on there and share the real stuff. And uh, someone, you know, if they want to reach out on Facebook too, you can find me there. Same Amber Sweet Sterner. We have a Rising Action Studios website 
And that would be really awesome. If anyone wants to go look on there, we, we offer online classes as well. So if you're listening and you're not in Atlanta, we would love to connect with you at any point. Someone can hop in to online classes, which is really cool. And what's the website? It's risingactionstudios.com. And so uh, you'll see it on there. I think it's one of the first ones that pops up on Google. So you can just Google us and it'll talk about, it says faith-based studio. That's us. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So what would you like to leave my audience with today? My prayer for this time is to all just soak into the word when we're scared and overwhelmed. I think this is a time in, in our life where the word it's so living and it's so active and if it just feels daunting uh one of my friends said the other day john is just such a great place to start in the new testament because we're just trying to do what jesus did which can feel so intimidating but what i feel like the holy spirit's been so sweet to whisper to me right now is i hope we can choose to be inspired versus intimidated as we grow Because if we can just be inspired by the person next to us, then we're not comparing. We're saying, wow, I really like how she updated her website. You know, I might ask her about that and her help me instead of feel like it's competitive or with Jesus even being like he was perfect. Well, okay, all we can do is our best and he's here rooting for us. So that's what, you know, the disciples weren't perfect at all either. So I just hope we can all get in our word and choose to be inspired right now. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learned more about Jesus through this video. You know, in Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do you feel like the journey you're on is long and hard? That you see others getting ahead while you're standing still? God is using your downtime to refresh refine and restore you to be used for kingdom purposes. Hold on to his promises. Do you listen to the call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call? Well,